The Electrician Podcast, powered by Schneider Electric. We're bringing you the electrical industry experts you need to hear to discuss the topics you need to know about. Hello and welcome to the Electrician's Podcast, powered by Schneider Electric. This is episode three of the BS 7671 Amendment 2 series, and today we're going to be talking about surge protection devices. So there's been a few changes put forward in the DPC, as well as some changes to terminology and stuff like that. We're just going to be unpacking what this means for electricians, how it affects us, and yeah, what we can be looking at in, you know, in the amendment too when it comes out. As always, if you haven't already, please follow and subscribe to the channel on whatever platform you're listening to. You can stay up to date with all uh, current future episodes coming out. And yeah, let's, uh, let's get to it. So SPDs, so there has been some proposed changes in the DPC uh, with regards to regulation 443.4.1 and 443.4.2. And what they've proposed is uh, a tidy up of the requirements that will justify a surge protection device, but they've also dropped the, the requirement for a risk assessment um, to, to justify not installing one, except for in single dwellings. So I'll leave it to the standards guys to really elaborate on this. Um, and yeah, but that, that's what's being, being proposed. How do you guys feel about it, John and, and Norman? Yeah, okay, Mike. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, as you say, you've covered the main, the main changes here. I think it's to uh, make the uh, regulation a lot more simple for um, in, for implementation. As you say, the uh, the two main uh, criteria now has been for installations requiring over voltage protection for where it could lead to serious injury to or loss of life, human life or significant financial loss. Whereas previously, as you mentioned, there was four criteria, uh, and in addition the um, dropping of the risk assessment, which uh, um, was considered to be um, quite complex and uh, difficult to uh, to implement uh, effectively. So, um, so yeah, those are the two criteria now that are in the, the DPC uh, proposal. Um, although we do still retain the um, requirement for um, single dwellings uh, where um, over voltage protection um, will not be required if the total value of loss does not justify such protection. Uh, and the fact that, uh, that, that uh, it should be pointed out that most single dwelling units have sensitive current use and equipment and potentially the, the risks for, and risk of effect of transient over voltages. Um, so um, as been uh, stated previously, we have obviously a lot of home working at the moment. We have a lot of um, people working from home with businesses and obviously those risks for the significant financial loss um, will be probably more impacted um, in today's uh, um, environments than, uh, than perhaps ever before. So. Um, it, it does make quite a, an impact on, uh, on potentially on single dwelling um, properties for the additional over voltage protection requirements. I think um, it's important to, to um, 
really consider, like you say, the, the whole cost sort of parameters, it's going to be hard really to just having your mobile phone plugged in and on charge these days is, you know, already more than, you know, implementing an SPD de device if you have the latest iPhone or something similar. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's a fair point to make, but it's going to, you know, it, it's pretty safe to say that, you know, they're going to be installed um, as they have been at the minute, I think, quite quite prominently and they've actually been quite widely accepted which is probably why this regulation's been um adapted i think as well um because yeah spds you know that they, they, we fit them as standard always have done we've never entertained the idea of the risk assessment um and it's just something we've always offered to our clients and i know many electricians um do the same so yeah it, it, you know welcome changes it makes it um easier to interpret easier to um explain to people and stuff like that um, so it's important to relate this to, you know, the devices we use. Now, obviously, you guys offer SPD devices anyway, um, but with them now being easier to justify in, in some circumstances and stuff like that, do you just want to go over the devices that you offer? Yeah, so from the residential point of view, in the Easy 9 range, um, we've had for many years the, the two-pole device, um, which will protect from switching and over voltages and, and indirect uh, lightning strike over voltages. And, you know, you've mentioned there, you can see in the background, there's some of the, the, you know, the, the bits and pieces behind you there, Mike, you know, technology, the screen, we're all here talking online. So we've got screens, we've got PCs. So when you start adding up just those bits and pieces, you mentioned your charger for your iPhone, you know, when you start adding up all these kind of electronic sensitive equipment, the, you know, they the not just financial cost of replacement but the potential loss of um data as is one of the requirements um financial significant loss in the regs you know it, it just there's no there's no real way of not justifying it in a, in a in a residential you know we're using homes more we've got more technology working from home in this pandemic environment um so you know it, it, it's definitely um you know more than a consideration this day and age and and, and certainly in the in the commercial environment um uh, there's whole um surge protection systems which uh, have been in place um or been enforced a lot longer than the residential market because uh, mainly I, I would say there's there's been an influence driven by insurance companies protecting their investment uh you know it's, it's a lot more to um replace and deepak um deepak probably tell you more about that now yeah i think in commercial systems we've we're quite au fait with uh, surge protection devices. They've been installed for, for some time. I think we've come a long way. I think, um, you know, the industry understands that um, surge protection as a topic is, is not just about lightning strikes. There's transients and switching issues that we get across networks. Um, and I think there's, there's a fair understanding in terms of, you know, the, the different types of SPD. Um, the different types of SPD in that we've got type one, type two, uh, and, and type three. So there's quite a lot of information that's sort of documented out in the public domain around this topic. Great document from Beamer that was released a, a number of years ago. Um, we've got a, a surge protection guide ourselves. And I think in, it, it's, it's a scenario where even the technology has evolved such that in commercial spaces, we've got surge protection devices that have got um, remote indication that allows you to integrate into your BMS system that tells you 
um, if the surge protection device is active or it's come to its end of life so that you don't have to continually go and uh, inspect and check that device to ensure that it's still operational. I mean, a, a point to remember is that these type of surge protection devices have a finite lifetime so that once they've, uh, you know, they've, they've done their job, yeah, so once they've done their job and and they've actually um, put this transient or over voltage uh, down safely to to an earthing system, that if that device then comes to its end of life, it's no longer operational. Are you aware of this? And in the commercial space, we've got these sort of um, remote indicational outputs that allow us to understand that without having to go into the riser or into a cupboard where the distribution board may be locked away. Um, so we can really understand what's happening with, with that type of protective equipment. Um, and I think in, in terms of the residential space, it's quite it's quite simplified in terms of you can have a consumer unit with a, a surge protection device. Kieran mentioned, you know, we've got it in the EZ9 platforms. It, you know, it, it does what it's supposed to do. It's got an indicator on the front of the device. Happy days. Um, but I think when you start to go into commercial systems, it can be, be it can become a little bit more complex when you've got lightning protection systems. You know, you, the need to have type one on the incoming device or the incoming uh, distribution board or, or or panel, and then starting to sort of understand the, the wider network. Um, but I think as an industry, we've come a long way, and the 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 changes that I, I expect that we'll see uh, in the in the amendment. Well, we'll make it a little bit simpler to understand and where to apply the, the surge protection topic. Yeah, I think that's that's great. When this stuff was, like you say, it's been it's been um, used widely in commercial applications and, and private, you know, operated networks and stuff like that, you know, extensively. Um, it's it's really, you know, making it making the domestic user um, aware of this technology and, and fitting it to, to protect them and their equipment. But I think, you know, by simplifying, I say simplifying, you know, just by making it easier to interpret, uh, um, whether it's, you know, a coordinated commercial or industrial system, or it's just, you know, like you say, a little domestic consumer unit with a, with a type two device, you know, on, on the, on the uh, bus bar, um, you know, that's, that's a welcome change, isn't it? And, and as we adopt this more and more and more, and it becomes more and more standard, yeah, it, it, it's easier to interpret and, and explain and, and, and what have you then. Yeah, that's a brilliant and welcome change. Mike, I think one, one of the things I suppose to put it in a really simplistic sort of um, perspective is if you look at some of the appliances that we've got in our houses, um, a washing machine can be anywhere from five to six hundred pounds. They're becoming connected, connected devices so that you can switch them on, you know, from your app on your phone. Um, your, your fridge freezer's got cameras inside so that whilst you're in, uh, whilst you're out in the supermarket, you can understand if you've got milk or you haven't got milk. And, and all of these type of devices are, 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 have an electronic controller or electronic component, and these are susceptible. Um, to failure through transients and, and over voltages. So this is one of the topic that is becoming quite a, a prominent issue in the residential space is that as our technology is evolving and the technologies that we have at home and the connections onto our networks, for example, EVPV are actually causing um, transients back onto the network, they're becoming more and more uh, topical as issues. So surge protection, you know, it's becoming a, a a mandatory element or part of your electrical distribution at home because we need to try and start protecting these expensive devices. 
yeah, the, the instance of it happening is becoming more prominent and the devices we're using are, are becoming more vulnerable as well. So yeah, fair point, fair point. Um, I think, yeah, we're, we're all happy to, to move on. So we'll wrap this one up and uh, yeah, we'll get into, get, get into the next one. So there you have it, guys. That is the end of episode three. I hope you've enjoyed it. Stay tuned for future episodes. The next one is on prosumers. So a lot to unpack there, a whole new addition to the wiring regulations and yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of things to talk about. Make sure you're followed and subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to. And like I say, you'll stay up to date. And yeah, I, uh, I really hope you've enjoyed it and I'll, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening. If you are enjoying this show, please leave a review. Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes.